Brian McClanahan Show, episode 379. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by clicking on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep the lights on, help keep the podcast going. You can get your book plate. If you want my autograph on one of my books, my newest book, Southern Scribblings, is out. 60 Essays in Defense of the Southern Tradition, you're going to want that. You can also go to mclanahanacademy.com, mclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class when you do enroll. And, of course, you can purchase one of my 14 courses. I've got 14 courses there now, soon to be 15. When you enroll, you get the best deals on new and forthcoming courses and Those who have enrolled at McClanahan Academy are going to get the best Black Friday deals early, right? So you're going to know about it first. You're going to want the Black Friday deals. I've got a new course coming out in two days. So part four of my Southern Cultural Intellectual History series comes out in two days. It's going to be awesome. Uh, And, of course, it's going to be packed with coupons as well. Black Friday for me starts in two days. So if you're not at McClanahan Academy... You're not going to get those deals, and you're going to want them. So head on over to McClanahan Academy and roll for free. Get that free class and then get the best deals. Look, Christmas is coming up. McClanahan Academy is a great gift. You give the gift of knowledge, and we need that right now. We need more intelligent people out there because everyone knows the world is full of stupid people. You can also go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Winslow's Classroom. Click on that shop tab at BrianMcClanahan.com. Get your Brian McClanahan Show logo and all kinds of stuff. Share it around on social media. Rate the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let people know you're listening to this show and that you like this show and that they should be listening to this show. That's how we grow the audience. So any help with that is appreciated. Send me your show requests. Do all those things you can do. I want you to be part of the show. But, of course, right now the big... The big news is the election. And Lou Rockwell at lourockwell.com. If you don't go to lourockwell.com, you're missing out. Always good stuff there. Uh, I think it's a it's one of the best uh, news sites on the web. Now, a lot of people would say that they don't think it's news. It's a lot of opinion. I, I, I think it's great. It's a very good site. And Lou ran a piece today that I want to talk about, because I think it nicely summarized. I was going to do something like this today anyways, but I'll cover Lou's piece because Lou is a, is a great defender of liberty. Um, he certainly is a, is a giant in um, libertarian circles. Uh, but not just that. Lou is a real uh, a man of ideas. He likes to talk ideas, and... Um, I think that's what makes him so good. I mean, if you've ever read his website, he's got all kinds of stuff on there from different perspectives that I think is it's refreshing. But this particular piece is really good because it hits at some of the things that are going on in American politics right now. So we know, as I mentioned last week, that we've got 
a contested election. Now, the Democrats would say it's not contested, it's over, that Trump has lost. But anytime you have suspicions of irregularities, all of those things should be investigated. Even the leftist legal scholar Jonathan Turley is saying, look, if there's nothing to hide, just open the books. If there's really nothing to hide, but if there's any suspicion of it, then things should be investigated. On the other hand, he's also saying if Trump is making these accusations, it's time to start showing evidence of these things. Of course, the mainstream media is running cover for all this. The Washington Post published a story uh, saying that, um, I think it was the Post, uh, saying that you know all of these irregularities, all of them have been thrown out. I mean, there's nothing there. All of this is hearsay. Judges are throwing this stuff out. And this is true. A lot of this stuff is going before judges. They are tossing it out. Now, do we know that there's any political motivations in any of this from these judges? I don't know. But certainly, if it's hearsay, if none of these things can be validated, well, then the election uh, should be certified and we should move on. But I think that there are concerns. And I think that uh, suggesting that we should have a full audit of this election is not out of the question. So a couple of things I think we need to start doing in the mainstream media, you can't, you, you can't rely on them to do anything accurately. One thing that really gripes me is that uh, there is a, and, and this is now circulating around on social media, uh, Joe Biden is not president-elect until the Electoral College votes in December. Now, I know that there is a federal law it's the Transition Act, I think is the title of it, from 1963, stating that you can start calling Joe Biden president-elect as soon as the administrator, which is a, a Trump appointee, says that, okay, we have the results in. It appears that somebody is going to win. But again, Trump hasn't conceded anything. It doesn't appear that Biden's going to win yet. When the Electoral College votes, then you can start saying whoever wins, if Biden wins, then he's the president-elect, or Donald Trump is still going to be president. What happens if these, if these uh, contested elections in Michigan, Wisconsin, these contested votes, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, what happens in these areas if, if the legal assault on this voting process actually pans out in Trump's favor? And you've been running around calling Joe Biden president-elect, but he's really not president-elect. Well, that's not good for the structure of the United States. So we should wait until we have a real president-elect before we start calling someone president-elect. Joe Biden can run around saying he's president-elect all day. So can I, right? I could do that if I wanted to. But I'm not president-elect, and neither is he at this point. The only president of the United States is is, is, uh, Donald Trump right now. Joe Biden's not president-elect. And Donald Trump needs to start acting like that. And this is where Lou Rockwell's piece is so good. And that he hammers home what should be happening here. Now, first thing, my first advice to Trump, as Lou points out, and I'm going to read this piece, is that Trump needs to act like the president. He doesn't need to be throwing, he needs to let his lawyers and everyone else go out and fight the surrogate fight, go after these different returns in different states and start seeing if there really was fraud in these states, if there really was illegal voting, if dead people were voting, if there really was a software glitch that did give a whole bunch of votes to Joe Biden, which shouldn't have happened. If that really did happen. 
Why were they covering up windows in Detroit, not letting people see things? Were, were Republicans allowed or not allowed in the room while votes were being counted? Were, were ballot boxes getting stuffed? Now, just a little historical perspective here. I know a lot of people are saying, there's no way there could be a, a conspiracy, a concerted Democrat conspiracy to do this. Really? I mean, do you know anything about American history? We know that the Republicans stole the election in 1864, 1868, 1872, and 1876. We know that happened. We also know the Republicans stole the election in 1888. They stole it. Stole it from Grover Cleveland in 1888. We know that happened. I mean, that's just a few examples. And you don't think this doesn't couldn't happen now? You don't think that there... And to say that there's a, a grand conspiracy, I don't know if any of this is coordinated, but certainly it can be coordinated in the states. Pennsylvania could coordinate this. North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, the Democrat Party that control those major cities could coordinate something like this. It's not out of the realm of the, of, of the question at all. I mean, this, this is certainly... A possibility. So all of this should be investigated. If nothing comes out of it, well, then Joe Biden is the president-elect of the United States after the Electoral College votes. You see, just because Congress makes a law doesn't mean it's constitutional. And I would suggest that there is no administrator that can say, oh, yeah, the the election is now over. Uh, We've got a president-elect. No, there's no bureaucrat that can say that, nor can the media. The only entity that can do that is the Electoral College. And I know this is the, the ideal was non was bipartisan support to set up a way that they, we can have twelve months of of uh, transition, you know, three months, one month. Well, look, Biden would have one month to transition into the into the executive office. Apparently, I mean, he's already familiar with everything. I mean, you know, this guy has been president before. Really, he's vice president. I mean, come on now, what do you need all this time for? Well, it's just because. The Democrats want to run around saying that their guy has won and Trump has lost. But that's not, I mean, look, they gave Al Gore over a month to sort of this out in the courts. Why can't they give Trump 30 days to do it? This is the sad thing about our distorted view of American politics. The election happens in November, but the results are not determined till December. There is a month that these states could sort out all this stuff. This is the great tragedy of media. We shouldn't even be on television on November 4th or November 3rd or whatever day it is, saying we're going to have uh, you know a, uh, a finished results, when this can take time, it could take a month for these things. The popular vote really doesn't matter at the end of the day. All that matters is who wins in the Electoral College. So whoever wins in the Electoral College in December is now either president-elect or current president of the United States. That's how it works. It doesn't work any other way. But I want to get into this piece by uh, by Lou Rockwell. And, uh, I mean, Lou is much more ardent in what he says here. He says, President Trump, you won the election, but the deep state leftists are trying to cheat you of, out of victory. Even though you led Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, mysterious paper ballots materialized, reversing the will of the people. Pepe Escobar, writing in the Asia Times, explains how it was done. Stuffing the ballot box is a typical scam applied to Banana Republic declinations of color revolution. Blue operators use the tried and tested method applied to the gold futures market when a sudden drop of naked shorts drives down the gold price, thus protecting the U.S. dollar. Blue operators bet the 
Compliant mainstream media Big Tech Alliance will not question that. Well, out of the blue, the vote would swing towards blue in two or three, to a 2-3 three, or 3-4 three to four margin. They bet no questions will be asked on how a 2% to 5% positive ballot trends in red's favor in a few states turn into a half percent and 1.4% trend in favor of blue by around 4 a.m. And that this discrepancy happens in two swing states almost simultaneously. And that the same precincts thus turn more presidential votes than they have registered voters. And that in swing states, the number of extra mysterious votes for blue far exceed votes cast for the Senate candidates in those states, when the record shows that down-ticket totals are traditionally close. And that the turnout in one of these states would be 89.25%. Okay, so this is Pepe Escobar saying, all of this stuff should raise suspicion. It should raise questions. And I agree. So if there are questions... If there are questions about this, then these things should be explored and we don't declare a winner until all of the legal challenges have worked themselves out. That's the important thing to note here. Rockwell continues, you should, you should of course continue to press your legal challenges to the fake vote as much as you can. The news media has no power to declare Biden the winner. But even if you don't succeed and have to leave the White House on January 20, you are legally president until that day. And the time until then, you should act decisively against the deep state and the enemies of the American people. Here are a few suggestions on things to do. I think this is an important thing to say. Look, Trump, you're still in office till January 20th. That's still two over two months. What could be done in two months? Think back to... Uh, 1800, when John Adams was president. What happened? We got John Marshall out of that, right? There's still a lot to be done here, and President Trump gets a four-year term. So what could he do in that four-year term, whether he wins in this contested election or he loses? What could he do? Well, Lou is saying you got to go after these things. If you really meant what you said in 2016, that you were going to go after the swamp, then clean it out before you leave, and let the American public know on a regular basis. What I would suggest Trump do, and he doesn't say this, what I would suggest Trump do is hold press conferences virtually every day about all that you're doing. Let, the, let your spokesmen and let your legal team hold other press conferences about the cons- disputed election, but you get on television and show that you're being presidential in this time period, and don't take any questions from the media. Just say, look, these are the things I've done. These are the things I promised to do, and I'm doing them. And if Joe Biden comes in and undoes and, and do, undoes these things, then he is the deep state. Then he is the enemy of the American people. Because look what I've done here. So the first thing he says is you should fire Anthony, Anthony Fauci and Christopher Ray. One of the main ways that the deep state undermine you is by using the phony COVID-19 crisis to wreck the economy. As Gary Barnett pointed out last May, Tony Fauci got his wish, or at least he and others were able to manufacture a scenario that would make his wish come true. One of yesterday's reports after Fauci testified before Congress stated, Fauci, a member of Trump's coronavirus task force, told the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee that the nation's efforts to battle the deadly virus and the COVID-19 disease it triggers should be focused on the proven public health practices of containment and mitigation. In other words, everyone should remain in lockdown, which of course means home prison, and this is known by the perpetrators of this fraud to cause severe stress that kills the immune system, 
thus guaranteeing more sickness, more death, and more tyranny. Fauci knows this, as does his partner in crime, Bill Gates. The longer people are isolated and stressed, the more disease that will occur, and that plays right into the hands of those like Fauci that desire total control over society in order to gain for themselves. Miraculously today, this information could have been released a week ago. Uh, There are reports that we've got a coronavirus vaccine that's 90% effective. Trump mentioned this in the third debate. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no information about this. There's no information. Trump knew it. He knew it was there, but the medical companies were holding back the information because they didn't want anyone to know it because it would have made Trump look better. The other thing is that these companies now are saying they weren't part of Operation Warp Speed. There are documents stating they were. So you see the fixes in in all of this. The fix is in in all of this, and you shouldn't trust any of these things that are happening right now. If anyone thinks that you can't rig an election, it's happened so many times in American history, that you can't do things that will harm a candidate to make it to where they just don't want Trump there, it's all been done. This is the deep state. This is what Lou Rockwell is getting into. He says, after you fire Fauci, this is Rockwell, you should urge that we open the economy immediately. We don't need face masks, which prevent people from breathing and don't stop the virus. Don't fall for the phony vaccine propaganda. As Ron Paul has stated, the World Health Organization recently admitted that lockdowns cause more harm than good. Following this announcement, one would have expected American politicians to immediately end the lockdowns. After all, the WHO's pronouncements are considered infallible, so much so that social media sites silence anyone who dares challenge the great and powerful WHO. Yet governors, mayors, and other government officials across the country are ignoring the WHO's anti-lockdown position. Uh, Amazingly enough, today, there are reports today, a week after the election, almost, that, hey, maybe the lockdowns are bad. There's people starting to say, doctors are starting to say these things. Oh, because, yes, Joe Biden won. In fact, what I think you're going to see is that Joe Biden... And people, even Cuomo saying, well, we need to treat the virus differently now that Joe Biden's won. In other words, we're not going to make it a political issue anymore because our guy's now in office. So what should happen is the Republicans should make it completely political from this point. And they should hammer the Democrats just the way the Democrats have hammered the Republicans. You see, this is, what, this is where we are, and this is where I think that a, a divorce is the beneficial thing to do for Americans right now. Rockwell continues, instead of admitting that the lockdowns were a mistake, many in the political class, which includes a disturbing number of medical professionals whose positions and prestige depend on government, claim that we cannot return to normalcy until a coronavirus vaccine is in wide use. This suggests that people among the majority of Americans who do not wish to be vaccinated will remain under lockdown or be forced to be vaccinated against their will. The assault on our liberty will not end with deployment and use of a vaccine. Monsef Saloui, the chief advisor of the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed, a public-private partnership in charge of producing and developing a coronavirus vaccine, has said that those who receive a vaccine will be monitored by incredibly precise tracking systems. Saloui has also indicated that tech giants Google and Oracle will help the government keep tabs on the vaccinated individuals, so the vaccine program will lead to an increase in government surveillance. You should urge people not to take the vaccine, even if Biden usurps power on January 20. Christopher Wray has acted to undermine your administration. He peddles the fake charge that the Russians made you president in 2016. And he withheld from you the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, even though he had his this since December. But you shouldn't stop with him. As you well know, there is a cabal of FBI, CIA, and NSA, NSA agents who have acted to undermine you even before you took office. You should get rid of all of them. In fact, why do we need an FBI or CIA at all? These, they are agencies of world disruption. 
and you would do the world a great deal of good by abolishing them. That's good advice. Uh, but, I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, Ray should be gone. The deep state should be gutted. And if the Russians were really interfering in 2016 in this widespread voter fraud, well, what's to think that they couldn't have done it here in 2020 for Joe Biden? Or that there couldn't have been something else going on for Joe Biden? Oh, no, it only works for Donald Trump. The left will stop at nothing to harm you and all and your friends if Biden gets in. You should immediately pardon yourself, your family, Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, and all others who have stood up against the left. I strongly suspect that Judge Sullivan, a pliant tool of the left, is planning a, to sentence Flynn to a long-term prison uh, term as soon as you are forced out of office. So this is why he needs to be pardoned to preclude that from happening. You should continue to denounce and to act against the BLM and Antifa thugs who are rioting and looting. I would guarantee, and this is something that I think Biden you're going to see, the low-hanging fruit are going to be things like getting rid... I think Biden, he's already said in his executive orders, because this is, this is the danger of executive government, he's going to reverse a number of Trump executive orders. One of the things he's going to do, of course, is open immigration. The other thing I think he's going to do is take these designations that Trump has labeled Antifa and BLM as domestic terror organizations, hate groups, he's going to take that away. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he reinstates um, the uh, critical race theory training. If he does all that kind of... Those would be the easy things to do because Biden is going to want to at least pander to the left in some way, even though Biden uh, is not one of them. One of the best things you could do is to fire the entire Federal Reserve Board. The Fed controls our economy in the interests of nefarious forces. And firing the Fed Board would be a great first step to end the Fed. As Ron Paul has said, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell recently announced that the Fed is abandoning inflation targeting, where the Fed aims to maintain a price inflation rate of up to 2%. Instead, the Fed will allow inflation to remain above 2% to balance out periods of lower inflation. Powell's announcement is not a radical shift in policy. It is acknowledgement that the Fed is unlikely to reverse course and stop increasing the money supply anytime soon. Now, Trump, of course, is not going to do this. He's not going to do anything to harm the Fed. But this would be great. Following the 2008 market meltdown, the Fed embarked on an unprecedented money creation binge. The result was historically low interest rates and an explosion of debt. Today, total household debt and business debt are each over $16 trillion. Of course, the biggest debtor is the federal government. The explosion of debt puts pressure on the Fed to keep increasing the money supply in order to maintain low interest rates. An increase in rates to anything close to what they would be in a free market could make it impossible for consumers, businesses, and especially the federal government to manage their debt. This would create a major economic crisis. The Fed has also dramatically expanded its balance sheet since 2008 via multiple rounds of quantitative easing. According to Bloomberg, the Fed is now the world's largest investor and holds about one-third of all bonds backed by U.S. home mortgages. Congress has expanded the Fed's portfolio by giving the central bank authority to make trillions of dollars of payments to businesses as well as to state and local governments in order to keep the econ- help the economy recover from the unnecessary and destructive lockdowns. Once the lockdowns end, the Fed's actions may lead to a short-term boom. However, the long-term effects effect will be more debt, continued erosion of the average American standard of living, and the collapse of the fiat money system and the welfare warfare state. The crisis will, li- will likely be brought on by a rejection of the dollar's reserve currency status. This will be supported by, both by concerns about the stability of the U.S. economy and resentment over America's hyper-interventionist foreign policy. The question is not if the current system will end. The question is how it will end. And I mean, I think, you know, 
we're going to see a war in the Biden administration, a major war. It's going to happen. And we're going to see some real economic problems. And of course, it's all going to be blamed on Trump. But one thing I'll say about Trump is we haven't had a major war in four years. Trump should have been pushing this case quite a bit. And of course, uh, Lou Rockwell points this out. He says, in the end, if the end comes via meltdown, the result will likely be chaos, violence, and increased support for authoritarian movements as desperate people trade their few remaining liberties in hopes of gaining security. There is another vital thing you can do. In your first term, you often complained about NATO and our involvement in foreign quarrels that don't concern us. You would render the American people an estimable service if you withdrew America from NATO and brought all American troops home. The American empire is vast. As Lawrence Vance has pointed out, according to the latest edition of the Department of Defense's basic structure report, the DOD manages a worldwide real property portfolio that spans all 50 states, 8 U.S. territories with outlying areas, and 45 foreign countries. The majority of these foreign sites are located in Germany. The DOD owns, leases, or controls 42,288 buildings occupying 481,651 acres on foreign soil. The DOD has acknowledged the existence of about 800 U.S. military bases in 80 countries, but we know from the work of Nick Turris and the late Chalmers Johnson that the number is closer to 1,000. Why do not, why not do what you can to end this empire and return America to our traditional policy of non-intervention? This is a good question. I mean, look, Trump should be doing this, and again, he should be acting presidential on a daily basis with daily press conferences and showing people this is what you should have had but you're going to get the usurper. You should also reject the false appeals for unity and with Biden and his allies. America is not unified. The heartland of America stands opposed to the coastal elites, illegal immigrants, and the disaffected minority groups that seek to exploit the rest of us. We need more disunity, not unity. I've often, you know, people have often suggested, you believe in balkanization, these things. Well, look, it's better than being in a union. If you think about what's happening in America right now, even if you say that democracy is one, Joe Biden has gotten less than 51% of the total popular vote. 50.5%, I think, at the last count. 50.5%. All right, so just think about this. Let me see if that number is still there. Uh, I can't find that number right now. Uh, 50.5% of the total popular vote. 50.5%. 50.5%. That means if there's 100 people, 50 people would be de- determining what 50 other people are going to do because the other side is 49.5. So it's 50 to 50. So why should 50% get to determine what the other 50% does and vice versa? This is where decentralization, real federalism, all those things that I've talked about, thinking locally and acting locally, this is where this matters. We don't need one-size-fits-all top-down centralized government. It's dangerous. This is why Lou says we need more disunity, not unity. We need more federalism. We need more balkanization. We need these things because this will actually be better for America long term. We could have a union for common defense. We could have it for commerce. Strictly limited, of course. That's what it was originally designed to do. Finally, remember that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. You are. You should do and say everything you can, both before and after January 2020, to delegitimize him, Kamala Harris, and the whole gang. Just as you have been doing, you should stress the blatantly fraudulent results in Biden's favor. As the New York Post has pointed out, the election might be decided by Congress. 
With the final vote in dispute, states with Democratic governors but Republican legislatures, including the key battleground states of Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan, and Wisconsin, the latter two of which have already called for Biden, could conceivably end up dispatching two distinct groups of Electoral College voters, reported Marie Claire, citing a study by election scholars, Edward B. Foley. In that scenario, those states would have two competing sets of electoral votes, and as president of the Senate, Republican Vice President Mike Pence would be tasked with unraveling the situation. He could opt to throw both sets of votes from these states, meaning neither candidate could reach the 270 electoral votes needed to clinch the presidency. In that event, the members of Congress would vote for president and vice president. The House of Representatives would vote for president, with each state's delegation getting one shared vote and a simple majority of 26 votes needed to elect. In the Senate, each senator gets one vote, with a simple majority of 51 votes needed to elect. Now, this would be a beautiful scenario. As a historian, I would love to see this. It hasn't happened since 1828. I'm sorry, 1824. It hasn't happened since 1824, excuse me, when we had the Congress select the president. Hasn't happened. I actually mentioned this in my last podcast. This could actually happen. What happens if two sets of electors show up? What happens if that happens? I mean, you could, the, the, the legislature in, in uh, say, uh, Georgia could say, you know what? Uh, I don't care what is said here. We're going to send our Republican electors because we think there's fraud. Or you can see this in, Ma- in Wisconsin or Michigan. We think there's fraud. So we're going to send our set of electors, and you sent yours. And then Mike Pence could say, hey, look, I believe there's fraud too. We're throwing all of those electors out, and we're going to vote in the Congress. At that point, Trump wins because there's more Republican states than Democrat states. Trump wins. Rockwell continues and he finishes, If you are forced out on January 20th, you set up a White House in exile and continue to criticize what Biden does. You should use your unrivaled media skills to always keep in the public eye. You won the election, and you're the rightful president. If you do these things, you're remembered as a great American president. Um, I, look, Trump has already talked about a media empire. He's talked about getting rid of Fox, and there is an exodus out of Fox right now. I think people are looking to jump ship and go somewhere else because Fox is now, I mean, there, there's no counterweight to anything. So this is an interesting piece. There's so much in this, uh, but I think Trump would, would do well to heed. I mean, look, I, I, of course, I believe, I agree with this, but at least every day be in front of the television talking about the fraudulent elections, uh, doesn't matter what Twitter says or Facebook or any of the social media giants, you are the president and you can continue to do this on a regular basis and it will drive the left mad. There is no president-elect Biden, Biden right now. He's not president-elect until the electoral college votes. And even then, as this piece points out, hey, we could get a situation where no one has 270. Wouldn't that be an interesting situation? All right, so... That's my thoughts on the current mess, some historical perspective with, uh, you know, the, the Republicans in the 1860s, 70s, and 80s, fraudulent elections then, all the way through. Maybe I'll just do a podcast on that, just what happened there. I think that'd be fun, too. We've had, we've had many examples of this in American history. We're seeing it play out now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, and where this ends up in December and January. But regardless... Hope you enjoyed this uh, discussion of what Lou Rockwell had to say about it. I'll see you next time on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then. (laughs) 